Darrell, what are your thoughts about him retiring? And, and you know, we were kind of kicking it around just is he the greatest of all time? Is that a fair thing? Is that, you know, like we, is it even a thing? Yeah. Is it even a thing? Yeah. Super Bowl era? Yes. Um, I, cause I, I, I think you have to separate eras here, right? Um, I think Otto Graham is the greatest pre Super Bowl era. Um, but he doesn't get the, you know, the recognition, um, in the, you know, goat conversation. So I, I would say Super Bowl era, yeah, he 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 is probably the the greatest that we'll see. I, I just I don't see a quarterback winning seven uh, Super Bowls going forward. That that's just absolutely incredibly hard to do. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is going to win multiple Super Bowls. I think Joe Burrow is going to win at least one uh, down in Cincinnati. Um, but you look at Hall of Fame, you know, Peyton Manning only won two Super Bowls, and I say only, right? Uh, Eli won two. Drew Brees, all those great teams he had down in New Orleans and all of his uh, accomplishments, he was only able to win one. Winning Super Bowls is really, really hard to do, and the way Tom Brady was able to stack those in his career is, I I just, I don't think we'll see that again. I, 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 I just, I can't fathom uh, a, a quarterback playing 25 years and winning seven championships, not in this current model uh, that we see with the NFL, the volume of teams, the ever expanding playoff system that they have. Uh, I just think it's just that that is a feat that'll never uh, be accomplished again. Daryl, if you had to win one game and you could pick a quarterback to be your guy in that game, who would it be? Tom Brady in his prime. Okay. Like, I mean, today, like, are you talking today or just like in general? No, just just pick yeah, any Tom quarterback. Brady in it. Yeah. yeah, Tom in his prime. Yeah, I, I have a hard time arguing with that one. Okay. All right, let's go to the other big headline of the day. Sean Payton uh, gets traded. <laughs> it sounds so funny. Gets traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, according to Mike Florio, he's going to make somewhere between 17 and $20 million a year. And good uh, yeah, good you know, him. and then a first round draft pick goes back. In the other, in the other hand, what do you think of the trade? Um, I'm sure it's going to work out fabulous for the new Denver Broncos ownership. As I say that, layered in gobs of sarcasm. Hmm. <clears throat> Why? Give, give, giving up first round picks never good. Oh, uh, I'm not sold that Russ sure. isn't completely cooked. But if there's, you know, someone can fix him. You know, Sean Payton might be the guy. Um. That's it's what spl- I said too, it's, Look, it's a yeah. it's a splash move by that new ownership group, and uh, I just I love Sean Payton. Don't get me wrong; I uh, will always uh, appreciate him and Drew in that Super Bowl championship. But I I don't know. I splash moves; they make a lot of headlines. I, I just I I get nervous about those. So. I don't know that he's going to have the the kind of success in Denver that they're uh, hoping he has. And Daryl, let's go back to what you said about Drew Brees. Sean Payton's a really good coach. Yep. But how many Super Bowls did they, he win? They were only able to get one. Yeah. Now, granted, the officials robbed them at least another one. Well, no, that's true. Uh, <laughs> or at least the opportunity to play for one. Uh, they had gotten to the Super Bowl. I'm convinced they would have won. Um, but yeah, I I just it. 
again, uh, the Broncos, obviously, their their group wakes up this morning feeling really good about what they were able to do yesterday, but I'm I'm just not convinced that Russ is the same player that he was in Seattle. Uh, and that is uh, that's going to make or break Sean Payton's tenure with that franchise. With all the playoff stuff going on, Daryl, I know Andy and I talked about this. It makes me think, okay, if Deshaun Watson's as good as he was in Houston, the Browns are set. But, man, good young quarterback play in the AFC is going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Watson better be as good as he was when he was in Houston. You think he will be? You think he can be? Is that still there? I uh, hope I mean, hope so for the Browns' sake, because if he's not, they're up a creek without a paddle. Correct. <laughs> so he uh, he better be. Pressure's on, that's for sure. But what uh, do you think? You think he can do it? I I, I think we saw glimpses. There you like, go. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like we did see glimpses. It, for as underwhelming as those six games were, we did see glimpses. The escapability, uh, you know, extending the play. Uh, you know, looking downfield, trying to make stuff happen while extending the play. Like, we saw glimpses of that, right? Uh, we just didn't see nearly enough points scored. And that's that's a little bit of a problem. So, yeah. Um, more on the quarterback or more on the coach there? No, nah, I think uh, quarterback. You know, Kevin Stefanski can't go out there and do it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have any issues with Kevin Stefanski's scheme or ability to draw stuff up or anything like that. Uh, that's not even a concern for me. Um, but yeah, the, the pressure is going to be on Deshaun. He, he's going to have to go, go out there. And when you look at this landscape, like you mentioned, right? Um, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow are one a and one B throw in Josh Allen. Cause I, I, I believe that he's in that same category. Deshaun Watson has to be at that level for the Browns to have any shot to be competitive. Um, not only within the division, right? Because um, let's not forget they haven't won a division since 1989. Yeah. Um, but to get where everyone is hoping that they can get to in this town, and that's to compete and play in a Super Bowl, right? So he has to play at that Patrick Mahomes dash uh, Joe Burrow dash Josh Allen level. He he, ha- he even he Justin just, Herbert he, level, you know. No, well, no, I yeah, I mean Herbert put up big numbers and all that. Yeah, um, I yeah, but they mean, didn't win enough. Yeah, I mean you can he he but <laughs> he won enough with a torn labrum. True. True. Not that I'm pointing at any other former Browns quarterbacks here. I'm just saying. He did get his team to the playoffs and win 10 games with a torn leg. I'm just saying. What are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything, Andy. You're putting words in my mouth. I don't know. If you want to hear what isn't words in his mouth, listen to the podcast because you did put some words in your mouth. Uh. Hey, let me ask you this one. Um, uh, And I know we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet here on the air, but the salary cap uh, numbers were released. Uh, Probably, what do you add on another $16 to everybody else? So what does this mean for the Browns? And what is it going to mean for the roster? Will we see any cap casualties? Uh, you're always going to see cap casualties. I mean, the the Browns had cap casualties when they had 40 million in room. That's true. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Um, 
yeah, I you'll 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 see some some tweaks. You'll see some restructures this off season. Let's not forget the the boilerplate language that's in the vast majority of these contracts that give the team the right to convert um, signing bonus, uh, you know, or uh, I should say salary, uh, annual salary into signing bonus money, which allows you to prorate it over the length of the contract, throw some voidable years on the end of stuff. So that, that look, there's all kinds of creative accounting they can do. Obviously, the cap going up at the rate that it went up, and it's going to continue to go up in years to come, especially with the sports gambling revenue uh, that's uh, rolling in nationwide. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I, 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 It's not a concern for me. Um, you know, At some point, that bill is going to come due, but it's not going to be in 2023. I don't think it'll be in 2024. Five, 26, 27, those years, okay, you start to get a little nervous, but uh, there's plenty of wiggle room in there for uh, Andrew Barry uh, to do what he needs to to improve this roster, especially on that defensive side of the ball. We had Tony Khan on the show yesterday, whose father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. No relation to Shaka. No, but don't you want to say that every time? How many every times time. have you told that joke, Andy? Never. That's the first I've said it. Okay. But you want to say it every time. I know I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I brought up to him, you know, you guys signed some veterans in the offseason and they came in and did a good job. And I think of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones in particular. Two guys who, I don't know, Daryl, maybe slightly underperformed in their previous stops. And, you know, you didn't know what they could be. And they caught each caught over 80 passes this year. And I, I just thought, man, there's the blueprint for the Browns. Go go find some veteran guys who are looking for a better opportunity. And not just a wide receiver, but at a couple of spots. Because I, I think they need to go out and load up with guys who are ready to play when they walk in the door. And, and even at wide receiver, you'll find a couple of guys who are veterans who are out there who will probably be cheap signings, who might give you some depth and might give you some productivity. I would trade every day three draft pick this year. I either love for, you. E- either for future picks. Love you. Or for guys that can play now. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, because I've said it, hate to sound like a broken record, They need, to your point, they need guys that can step on the field and contribute immediately. Not guys that you look at the film and say, hey, this, this, this we might have a player here in two to three you know, years, right? Uh, can't do that. They need impactful players immediately. You can get that in second, third round. That's feasible. But you're really rolling the dice four through seven on day three, right? So I'm all for trading every single one of those picks. Uh, they got two fours, two fives, a six, and a seven. So I, I'm all for rolling those into future years uh, 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 or you know, getting guys in here that can help today um, because the, the heat's on. Heat's on everybody in that building at 76 Lugrosa Boulevard. There are no excuses in 2023. It is playoffs or y'all getting fired, in my view. Mm. Um, and that's what it needs to be. Um, so they, uh, you know, I think that there's also something to be said for the culture change down there, them getting rid of Urban Meyer, bringing in Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl, who is, you know, who, who does command respect. Um, so there's that element to it as well. But yeah, I mean, the, the top two needs this offseason are defensive line, especially defensive tackle, and wide receiver. Those are your top two needs that absolutely, without question, need to be addressed. Um, then when you go look in other areas, you're talking depth, you're talking role players, and things like that. 
but they absolutely have to add to that defensive line some experience and improving talent as well as to that wide receiving core. Because you got two guys, right? Uh, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and for as well as they played last season, not good enough to do what I think Kevin Stefanski wants to do with Deshaun Watson within this offense. So those are the offseason priorities for Andrew Barry, and I don't know necessarily that you lean on your second through seventh round draft picks to fill those holes. You got to go out and get some guys. Daryl, last question. I've got about five seconds. Um, who do you like in the NFL Pro Bowl water balloon toss? I yeah, haven't. I haven't even looked at who's participating. Oh, in how can you call toss. yourself a beat reporter? Oh, I'm going Tyler on. Huntley. The the. The fact that that guy was named the Pro Bowler is <laughs> exhibit A as to why this just needs to end. Yes. But they've got they've got money to make off dodgeball, so God bless them. All right, kick uh, kick tack toe. Never mind. I'm is that what it's called? Kick That's tack toe. Yeah, we'll talk about that tonight on the podcast. I lo- that is one competition I love. Daryl, as always, we love talking to you, and of course, we'll listen to you on the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland podcast with you and. Some guy named Andy Baskin. Looking forward to the drop tomorrow for that, too. So thank you, Daryl. You bet, guys. Bye, D.